everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Can you believe we're halfway? No. We're halfway. <laughs> you didn't seem like you knew that. I. You know what? I did and I didn't because I don't look at the numbers for some reason. Oh, I'm sort of counting down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Ready no, I mean, again, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm just going with the flow. But uh, yeah, five. Of ten. But, <laughs> but who's counting? Right at this point. <laughs> Me. I am counting. Lisa is counting. <laughs> Any strong impressions? I was more annoyed this episode, I think, yeah. than I was last week. I have a lot of complaints. I don't, again, I'm not necessarily hating it, but there was more that I could easily complain about this time. Okay, well, what's, what's the thing that you want to complain about the oh, most? Oh, the most? It's it's a constant struggle for me, just how confident she fucking is. It bothers me. Her ideas aren't even that good. To my core, only because why does she think that everything she says is going to radiate some energy or something? Like, Well, the problem is that it does seem to. You know, when she pitches get- that yes. idea for the mattress ad... To me, I was like, this is crap. (laughs) It's crap, but the way she promoted it in a way was like, oh, I see where you're going with it. Like, I get the idea, but at the same time, A, where do you come up with it? Well, she was inspired by Camille and the Her new faux on me. Their Van Gogh exhibit. But actually, so if you're telling me that this that her pitch made sense, then I need your help because I was confused. All right, what were you confused on? Okay, so part of the pitch was we should be able to fall asleep anywhere. Which I could. I think that's I think that's why I resonated. We could, me. but totally should could. we? I mean, that is a disease called narcolepsy. That's not <laughs> necessarily a marketing ploy plug yeah. that you want to do. I and but also I always try and picture these commercials, seeing them on TV, and thinking if seeing them would make me want to purchase that item. So when I think about a mattress ad where there's a somebody sleeping on a mattress in the Louvre. That doesn't make me want to buy that no, mattress. That doesn't mean anything to me, actually. Yeah, so... And like I've told you, honestly, I tell you all the time, half the time I buy something, see something, think it's worthy of purchase. It's because somebody's demonstrating the actual product on TikTok. <laughs> Which I guess we could actually relate to this episode because it has to do with influencing. But if the person just says, look at this, this is what this does, end of story. Unless you're physically using the product and showing me like, it's this easy to do and it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to really get anywhere with it. Yeah. I, you're, I mean, not, it's, you're not pitching anything at that It's point. hard to convey how comfortable something is without you personally being able to assess how comfortable it is. Which I guess is where she's going with this. Oh. Well, she was trying to go at the dream angle. The and... dream angle. But at the same time, you're now giving people the option to sample the mattress in public. Is that what they were doing? I thought only Emily was allowed to sleep on the mattress. They wanted the her to be the first one to like promote it. It's gross. And influence it. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. Like, I don't understand this. Well, campaign. no, that's gross. That now all these people are gonna sleep in this bed or are lay they in this bed. The sheets, at least. I... Hopefully, I mean, it's outside. Like, and it's outside, outside. It's not even yeah. like in an enclosure outside. Yeah. It's yeah. Velvet ropes 
are not going to do much for it. Yeah. So going back to your initial point, why we started talking about this ad in the first place, Mm -hmm. she presents this idea and everyone eats it up and they're so into it. And they're all like nodding and smiling like, yes. Wow. Oh, my God, Emily, this is this is genius. I think this is the first time I've kind of sided with Sylvie, though. In terms of just her attitude towards Emily, like I'm kind of like, yeah, we get it. Everything goes in your favor. Like, yeah, where she's not so much fighting it, but just wants to know why. And she's not getting she's not we're not getting an answer as to why it just seems to fall out of thin air for her all the time. So I'm I'm on Sylvie's wavelength with that whole thing of like, oh, it comes easy to you all the time. And like, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, since day one, I've been closer to Sylvie on, if we're going to put a spectrum where Emily is on one side and Sylvie's on the other side, I've definitely been more skewed towards the Sylvie side of the spectrum since day one. But I don't always agree with Sylvie. And to be clear, Sylvie's pitch for to have like models sleeping in the bed in a storefront, that was not a good idea either. So it's not like she had this really fantastic idea and then Emily swooped in and, and took it away from her. But honestly, I think Luke's whole pitch with the Eiffel Tower. Oh was my God. That whole Hold on. thing Hold made on. me laugh. I, like, I love his dynamic. I love his description, how he, he described is, it and tried to. He's a surprise to me. He really is. Like, he can, he can. He's in the background, but then he comes to us with these great one-liners and scenarios, and it makes me, it makes me laugh. I really like him. I would like to work with somebody like him. Do you know what blows my mind though? It seemed like Emily really didn't know what the Eiffel Tower was as a She's sexual a position. I know, and I know that we know this, and we've actually talked about this in prior episodes, but. Really? You don't know what the Eiffel Tower is? I feel like I knew that in high school. Yeah. Like, what? What? Not even just conversation, like, coming up with uh, friends or... Not like you had to have done it, but to know about it, I feel like, is not absurd. That blew my mind. I was like, really? <laughs> don't know what the Eiffel Tower is? But I really loved that moment in the meeting where they didn't like Sylvie's pitch and she was like, oh, do you have any other pitches? And Luke was like, bring the Eiffel Tower to... And they were like, no, 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 stop. That was... Stop talking. <laughs> you know what? When they brought up the Eiffel Tower, I was thinking of... <laughs> it was in a show called The League, which one of our favorite people ever, Jason Manzoukas, yes, is of in. Course. And he is in a scene with Brie Larson. And... They talk about the Golden Arch. So when Luke was talking about the Eiffel Tower and then they're like, or it could be boring like London Bridge. I'm like, where am I thinking of another sexual position that has to deal (laughs) with some type of architecture? The Golden Arch. Wow. I'm going to read the description really quickly. Please, because I'm not familiar. Okay. Have them sit with their legs straight while you sit on top of them. Bend your knees on top of their thighs, and both of you lean back. Oh my god. And then what's the benefit? This sexy move gives you both nice views of each other's full bodies. You'll also have control over the depth, speed, and angle of the thrusts. Okay, I don't think I'm visualizing this properly because I don't... Oh, okay. Well, yes, I Oh, oh, okay. I was visualizing the, the lady with her... Back to I also chest. felt like it was more propped up. Like your arms, you're holding 
That's Each a lot of person, core strength. It's a lot of core strength, but that's given Arch. I thought you were elevated at some capacity. But again, this these are co-workers that I think are trying to bring Emily down a little, not in a negative way, but like a down-to-earth way. Like you're you're too prude, preppy. I wouldn't say sophisticated because she's corny, but they're still trying to open her up a little bit. Again, you're the outsider here. Yeah. And they didn't make fun of her for not, I mean, I would have made fun of her. They did not make fun of her for not knowing what the Eiffel Tower was. And they- they I just didn't like her reaction to it. Again, it's one thing to be prude, but it's one thing to react the way she did and- What? Threaten sexual harassment? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also she asked, so like- You know it's a joke. Yeah. yeah, right. And and it's not like they were implying that Physically she Physically trying do, yeah. to, like, experiment on her. No. Right, right. Or suggest that she try it, or that she try it with them, or, like, anything. And if we had to go into sexual harassment, she made out with a dude who has a girlfriend. So, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not in the workplace, but... It's in his workplace. <sighs> I, I think she could be charged with regular harassment of Sylvie. And I actually really appreciated the moment very early in the episode where Sylvie corrected her on, you know, door knocking etiquette because she loved that. She knocked and then walked in without waiting for an answer. And Sylvie's like, no, you knock, you wait. Yeah. Again, she has this holder than them thou mentality. That but people always... do that. Like, oh, a lot of absolutely. people do that. But given the history we have with her in four episodes, I hated it. Because it's like, by now, you still don't understand that you're... You're not on their level. Like, you're not understanding... You're trying Not to... even proper etiquette at this point. Right. She's She should be trying to dig herself out of a hole, and she just keeps digging deeper. And that's how I felt when she accepted that invitation to go to the influencer lunch party thingy. Because Julian and Sylvie had both kind of blown her off when she tried to talk about DeRay. So... She a- tried to ask them about DeRay, and they were both like, drop don't. drop this. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do this. But no, of course not. But no, she goes to the fucking party, and then I don't know why she didn't think it would be a conflict of interest or anything that would piss Sylvie off to start advertising for a company that they don't even represent. I guess she had already kind of assumed that she would be able to win them back as a client, and then everything would be perfect and lovely. Now, did she know initially that they were a client? Yeah, Julian, I think, was the one who implied that. Okay. um, Well, implied, but I'm saying, like, prior to that, did she know that they were a client? I think he did. I can't remember exactly what they said, but then when she went into Sylvie to try and and get further information about it, Sylvie shut it down completely. But I'm pretty sure that Julian told her that they were a client or they used to be a client or something like that. But they don't talk about it anymore. Right. So, I mean, like, there, there seems to be bad blood in that situation. And then why would you poke that bear? You know, I personally, if I had sensed tension like that, I would have backed off immediately. Because there's but nothing to be gained. No, but that's her. She She likes to push the envelope to some degree so that in the end, when it comes out right or in her favor, she's got that one up. And that's what I think her whole thing is. Like, I'm the outsider, but I'm going to be the one to win. And it's like, 
And even there's that one scene where, you know, she she gets the, the campaign for the mattress. And Sylvie's like, yeah, you win. And she's like, we're on the same side. And it's like, just are take you? take the win. <laughs> like, not even just take the win, but like, she just has this mentality of, she does want to win. So don't act like you don't. I think there's a weird tension here. Say thank here. you and move on. Well, yeah. And that's what I meant by, you know, rather than saying like, we're in this together, right. just like say thank you. Because yeah, you you are competing right now. And that may not be the, like, that may not be how you want to do things, but that's how you have to do things because they've put you in the situation where you need to do it that way. But I think that there's, I thought there would be more collaboration happening that we would at this point in the series that we would be seeing more give on on either side yeah no they're still they're still very much separate yeah and so it's it's really not so much about a mixing of ideas or a mixing of cultures it's a show about emily just doing whatever she wants to do and it's somehow working out for her to the point where she's not being fired so I don't understand that. Although you're right, I did think by now we would have some type of unity or a star to, only because after last episode where we had Sylvie kind of... Yeah, she reached reached out in a different way. In a different way. So like, she doesn't really hate her as a person, I don't think. I think it's just a work relationship that like, it's my territory. Sylvie feels threatened, so Uh she has to kind of put up walls there, which is fine, but... Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If in this meeting with the mattress lady from Sweden, if, you know, Sylvie pitched her idea and it didn't go over well, if maybe we saw some tweaking of that idea or or had everybody kind of participating in an effort to pitch new ideas. It's it's like just Emily. I mean, like Luke tries, the ta- tries with the it. Eiffel Tower, but like obviously that was a joke and that wasn't meant to be taken seriously. Like they're just seed fillers at this point. Right, but it's really just Sylvie and Emily going back and forth and going at it. And I I just wish that there was somebody that was working more collaboratively Mm -hmm. with Emily or Emily working more collaboratively with somebody else. It, It just, there are divisions still. And even though Emily doesn't want it to be in a me versus them situation, that's what it is. Yeah. There's not enough growth happening. No, there isn't. And I think the whole premise of the episode, too, about the whole, like, the influencer vibe, which I, I mean, roll my eyes out. started on influencers. I don't understand it. I it, don't either. It, it bothers me a lot. And this episode gave me the context to hate it more because, <laughs> I mean, we see a person walk in with a golden retriever. The golden retriever has- Cashmere, good boy. I can't. I just don't get any of it. I know. I don't understand why people care so much about what somebody else is doing. But the only thing that I did kind of understand was the developer, creator, whatever of that company. I forget their name. Olivia. Olivia. Okay. Or Les sure. Thompson, I think. You know, obviously Emily's trying to win them back, which mm-hmm. whatever. But she makes a point in saying, like, we don't use a marketing firm at this right. point because influencers do it easily for us with really little to no pay. Right. Yeah. And I agreed 
I yeah. really agreed with that. I was like, I well, know. nowadays, yeah, that's the way to fucking go. She made a good point. And when she was saying to Emily, she's like, you would be a more successful influencer than working, working in a marketing yeah. company. And, and for a second, I was like, you know what? She's fucking right. Like, I mean, she, she started as soon the her first day in Paris. She basically started being right. an influencer. It seems like it comes really naturally to her. So, like, why not turn that into a career? Because it does seem like they were ready to sign her as an Which influencer. Which leads me to believe that's why she went into marketing in the first place. Yeah, her master's degree in marketing. I rolled my eyes very hard just then. I have rewriter's room content around yes. that. So I will save my sass. But I have, <laughs> I'll save my sass. I have some. That other influencers, Celia Splits. With her anti-fungal <laughs> yoga pants. Yoga pants? What does that even mean? Um, I I feel like... I mean, I get it, but I don't. Yeah, I get it, but also gross. I would really and um, I wouldn't get to that point. The way she was dressed and, like, her selfie stick, I, I don't know why, but I just thought she looked like a deranged croquet player. <laughs> She was so ridiculous. One way to look at it. I, yeah. it. It was such a specific image that popped into my head of her playing croquet in this ridiculous outfit. It was. Um, but it seemed to fit for me. So, But despite the... She had two million followers. Yeah. That's wild. Because she didn't necessarily seem all that... No. Interesting as a... I don't think I would follow her. Yeah, I don't think I would either. But I also wouldn't follow um, somebody who made a pun of Barry Hungry... So there's that. <laughs> I thought like she was going in the right direction and then she made the pun. I didn't think any like, of that I was get good. the whole well, I get the whole like trying to market that the lipstick or the gloss or whatever doesn't come off on anything. Mm-hmm. Which is a good again, that's a good thing to do. You want to show that it doesn't do that. Right. But the pun was corny as fuck. Oh my I god, like I it. hated it so much. And that post got from the time she posted it to the time when we see Olivia reviewing it in whatever back room she's in, it got 623 likes. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand the power she has on social media. I don't either. I really don't get it. And when she had to, like, cancel her social media later, I was like, bye. I was going to say, she's not really deleting this, Do not miss it. (laughs) We're fine. I don't. I think half my notes is... I hate her on Instagram. Yep. I would I never follow her. her. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate her corniness. Mm-hmm. I hate her puns. I hate... Hashtag oh creep. <laughs> when they both said it, I got really upset because I like Mindy. So I know! That pissed me off so I much. Know. But you know what? I did like their interaction because that felt more genuine. Them just drinking a night on the town. That was a more believable scenario for somebody who's technically new to Paris Mm -hmm. getting the works. I'm losing track of the timeline here. Do we even know how long Emily's been in Paris? I'm going with a month. Yeah. I'm going with, I mean, if we had to really narrow it down, I think a month. It's just not very long at all. It's not. And again, they constantly bring up how easy it is for her to make friends. Yeah. I'm like, that's not easy though. It's not an easy (laughs) thing to do. So stop saying how easy it is because her personality is not the type to make friends easily. Right. Yeah, I mean, so she's made three friends, we can say, I guess. She's... But she's also kind of... She has stepping stones in other places. So I feel like she's got... She's at the firm. She's got Antoine. Is he a friend? He's not a friend. I'm not even saying a friend. But somebody who uh, likened... You know, you got... What's-his-face from last week, Randy? 
people that just know her name. She's mm-hmm. getting people to know her name. And that's enough. So it's like anybody she comes in. That's the point I'm trying to make. Anybody she crosses paths with are kind of remembering her. And she's making a mark somehow. And I don't understand why. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be particularly memorable. And it doesn't even have to involve work. Yeah, and I think if I met someone like her on the street somewhere, I would want to get away I as would fast as possible. So I did love when that that snooty host guy at the party, when he was like, we saw you eat the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I wrote it in my notes in all caps just because it was he so He was funny. the most believable in a sense of like. He was very French. I'm, I'm very literally annoying. knocking it down to who should be here and who shouldn't. Like, I think he was annoyed that it was, like, kind of like a free-for-all invitation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has to deal with all the riffraff and stuff. Cause he, and people like he Emily. Makes, yeah, he makes fun of Emily's Instagram presence and is like, you don't have very many followers, so you'll have to do more posts because you're just... Yeah, I'm honestly important. surprised she got the invite in the first place. So am I. I, I don't... I, I initially thought that the company was trying to poach her. Um, which would have been interesting given that they have some kind of contentious history with Savoir. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, snap, what if they, like, take her away and stuff? That could be interesting. And then, no, it, it was not It was not interesting in any way, shape, or form. So that's kind of par for the course with this show. Yeah. The other thing I was annoyed by was when Emily is at that lunch with Olivia and she tells her that, you know, those other influencers are not interested in her brand. They're just there for the self-promotion and the swag bags. But she made, she literally asked for a bigger swag bag when she checked in at that party. Yep. So, like, are you different from those people or are you exactly the same? If she didn't have the job at Savoir, I think she would be the exact same person as everybody else. Right. Yeah. She would be an influencer. It's just she's like. She missed that boat, I guess, in a similar way to it. I feel like I can't understand this because I think we're like a little just we're just a little too old to understand how influencers have their influence. Again, I follow enough people. I get some of the content, but I don't get all of it. I get influencer when you're talking about a product. I don't get influencer when you're just doing fucking TikTok dances. What are you influencing there? Yeah, you know, you complain a lot about TikTok dancers, but yet you're, like, on TikTok all the time. For so many other things. Sure, sure. Of course. (laughs) No, you don't understand. (laughs) There's a lot of more awesome things. I have songs that are stuck in my head that will be stuck in my head for the rest of my life, which is fine. I don't like the soundtrack for this show. Really? Because I was going to say there were some... I did like the rendition of, do you know the song I'm talking about? When we should get into... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. When... You know, obviously, Emily's coming home, mm-hmm. and she runs into Camille and Gabriel. Right. And she's like, well, you shouldn't, you, di- you didn't move to Paris, stay in your room, and invites them out on their date. Oh, that annoyed me so much. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, it has to happen, because here we are. We have to create this awkward situation. But they go to, like, the best exhibit that I want to go to. There's one here They have now. one, yeah. I know, and I want to go so bad, and I think we should do it for the show. <laughs> For research. For research purposes, because yes. it looks amazing. I would love to go to the Van Gogh exhibit. But I get the title of the episode. I understand where we're going with this. 
but they did look like they really did enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. And that puts Gabriel in a very awkward position. Right. Well, I mean, he he put himself in an awkward situation. He did. So, like, let's not let him off the hook. But real quick, um, so is Starry Night one of your favorite paintings? Absolutely. I actually have a rendition of it in my house, but it's Star Wars themed. Oh, God. I do love when they when they have other. Um, it's the yeah, Death Star. It's in the sky, but the Death Star. Star is Wars in the Night. It's I love it so. The minute I saw it, I had to have it. It's one of I mean probably the only art in my house that I that doesn't have a skull on it, basically. <laughs> and I love it very much. Well, I hated that conversation that they that Emily and Gabrielle had at that exhibit. He was ominous about the whole thing. He was he was being such a fuckboy when he said, "I didn't know you were going to kiss me." Fucking bullshit. Not even that. When Emily said, "I like her." He could have been like, "Yeah, I like her too. She's my girlfriend." He's like, "She likes you too." And I was like, "Where are you going with this?" I felt like that was kind of a lead into we don't need to be anything like her and I aren't necessarily have to be anything. I'm glad you guys are friends. But, you know, it's not a big deal to us that you'd like each other. I don't know. It was weird. There was a, it felt like there was a lot of subtext in that conversation. Absolutely. And that really pissed me off. A lot of off. quick, quick response, quip. Yeah. And then of- he he made the joke where, you know, she was like, let's pretend it never happened. And he was like, what happened? What mm-hmm. never happened? And then she was stupid. And I don't know if she just didn't realize when she was like that kiss that, you know, the time that we kissed and stuff. And it was like, I think she was just playing, playing the conversation. Was like she? He was. I thought she was being an idiot. So <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. Yeah. It's Emily. So, you know, Let's make no assumptions. I also feel bad for Camille because she seems completely oblivious. Oh, well, obviously, because she thought that Emily might not want to be friends with her because Gabrielle was so standoffish, which I didn't think he was. No, not at all. That montage made it seem like they were all participating equally in the shenanigans. With the song cover that I was trying to get to before. I forgot what the cover was. Okay, well, do you want to look it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. This seems to really be bothering you. Hold, please. Tunefine.com is one of my favorite things. I don't work for them, but let me tell you. Dawn's an influencer now, it's a, so she's going to tell you all about Tunefinder. It's, it's good in a pinch when you're looking for a song from a show. I will tell you that much. <laughs> I'm going to play it because they're not telling me the English version. But once I okay, hear yeah, it. yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, these boots are made for walking. Okay, yeah. Nancy Sinatra and her finest. I knew exactly what it was, yes, but they I, said I it in too, French, yeah. oh. and none of the words really correlated to English for me to pick up on it, but... Yeah, your French is rusty. Oh, but I love my French. Um, I actually have a... A sentence? Well, two. I have like a... <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, I have like a actual... Really upped our game this week. Sorry, oh. I, I had to. It's the heat. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I thought that was good. Covers, I think, are good. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the soundtrack. So, yeah. yeah. No, I just... I don't know. I feel like the songs never enhance or, like, add anything to the scenes that I'm watching. No, you're right. They do make them a little corner. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. 
But I did like that one. When I heard it, I was like, oh, this is Well, I knew fun. that one, yeah. so I was like, okay. It was just fun for the scene itself. But, but again, I was a little like, all right, you guys are being too friendly. You're ge- like, Emily, you're getting it. You're, you're giving into it a little too much. Right. Like, if you were really trying to stay away. You would do better. Yeah, you would be able to, to do a better job. Unless so. she's using it to her advantage in the professional fields, given. I don't think she is. No, really? No, I, I mean, I think she's too straight-laced to do that. No. No? Not like this. I think she, everything is a professional advantage. So she's keeping Camille around only because of her ties to the gallery, I think. That's really sinister. I think she has a sinister side because I think she wants to I wish she be would. the winner. She's like so she, fucking boring otherwise. We know that winning is her thing, even though she tells fucking Sylvie that they're on the same team. Yeah, but you want to win. You want to pr- you want to prove people wrong. That's her goal. So I think any person, any connection she can possibly get is in her back pocket. Well, I guess we'll find out, but... We have five episodes left. Yeah. I I don't think it's that deep, unfortunately. I think it would be a more interesting show if it was. If it was more like Devil Wears Prada, where Andy starts, like, really getting I'm going to put that into my... Uh, that's my rewriter's room. Oh, Sorry. okay. All right. Well, you know what? We can go to the rewriter's yeah, room. Yeah, we if can. I think we covered else, every... I think we covered it I, all. Yeah, I think I am right. The only other comment that I want to make is based on Gabrielle liking Emily's latest Instagram post. I think that was her. him giving in. Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe he was indicating he might be into a little... I believe the French call it a menage, menage a trois. Maybe. I mean, they were in bed together. Exactly. I mean, it seemed a, like a really weird post for him to like if he was trying to um, be Or he's subtle. just giving in to the fact that they're going to be friends now and I have to fucking suck it up. I don't know. I thought that was a flirtatious like, but I guess we'll find out. Emily probably has really vanilla sex. I was going to say, I don't need Emily in it. <laughs> Somebody else. The other two. Literally okay, anyone else. Anybody else. <laughs> They'll do an Eiffel Tower. Fuck, I want to see Luke in a fucking threesome. Over. Seriously? Yeah. Over Emily? I think he knows what the fuck he's doing. Well, he knows what the Eiffel Tower is, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he, he's he got... He's got game. <laughs> I don't know that he has game, but um, I like him more than I like Emily, so I guess, I guess that's the low bar by which I set my threesome requirements. <laughs> <laughs> with that said are we in the re- did we step in <laughs> well let's step in now let's, okay let's we're gonna step in officially now anything you can do we can do better welcome to the rewriter's room you want to go first i mean i think i covered mine okay with the whole you know hoping she would be a little more sinister in that aspect oh okay well so then do you have any specific examples of what you have her do obviously the one of just keeping camille closer than you know more so in a professional sense than to do anything in relation to gabriel like i i don't think i really don't think she wants to yeah she kissed him and all that whatever but 
again, knowing there's another source of connection in Paris to something that could benefit her, I think that's why she's staying close to Camille. Well, I think if that were to be true, and if and if we could then tweak something in this episode, then maybe have her work business into that night out that they had together to kind of angle into something. It did a little... Because it was her posts that Sylvie got annoyed with. The combination of posts. I mean, the whole episode was her posting in real time. Mm-hmm. So it was her with them, her with Mindy, and her at, you know, the influencer party. So the whole overall context was her posting on her social media. So it helped. And then it just so happens that the first person, when she has to be promoting for this mattress, is Camille. You know, I think there's, deep down, it benefits her. And it just so happened that Camille passed by. That wasn't, you know, it just happened to be in her favor. But it's gonna... Passed by when? When she was on the mat, like, she was on the bed and oh, she was taking I the picture. Oh, I thought that she asked her to meet her there. I don't know. She seemed surprised that Be- she well, showed up. Emily said something like, I wanted, you know, I was inspired to do this ad campaign because of what you said at the Van Gogh exhibit. So I wanted you to be one of the first people that, you know, I, or the first person that I showed this. Oh, so well, I, I thought that she helps my point a little bit her. then. Okay. So then I guess it helps my point a little bit then in that, again, keep your quote unquote enemies close. Mm-hmm. I think that, I would aspect. like to make it more overt if we're going to rewrite stuff. I would like for it to be more obvious because- Currently, I think you could read that situation the way that you're reading it or the way that I'm reading it, where it was just like, it was just a thing that happened. I don't know. I looked too much into it. But anyway. Well, we're used to Riverdale, so, I mean, you gotta dig deep there. (sighs) What's the bottom of that bullshit? Okay, so it came to my attention this week that, I guess, in an interview with Lily Collins about the show, she implied that Emily is supposed to be around 22 years old. Uh, no. What experience do you have at 22 years old? Incorrect. She could not possibly. I mean, having this knowledge in my head and then hearing in this episode that she had a master's degree in marketing. She's got to be at least 26, 27. At least. I, so I don't know. It's never explicitly stated what her age is, but I saw that floating around on the internet that she had suggested that Emily was around 22 years old. I'm not, I'm not okay with this. If that is the case, I'm not okay with it. Emily should be at least 28 years old Mm -hmm. to be safe in order to have the master's degree and also have the field experience for her company to believe that she was totally capable of running this. If Emily is, in fact, 22 years old and doing this, this whole show is bonkers (laughs) because this would never happen. No. Literally never. So I think the show needs to to tell us more about Emily's age, about her qualification, why she even got this assignment in the first place. Yeah. It seems like other people were probably more qualified. So I, I have a lot surrounding that. But essentially, I just, I need Emily to be at least 20 years old for me to feel good about the fact that the show is happening at all. So we, we talked about this before. Her mattress pitch sucked. Or at least I felt that it sucked. And I came up with one myself. Oh. Okay. That I think is better. <laughs> Go for it. You can tell me if it's not better. So I'm imagining like 
cutting a bunch of scenes together of somebody going through their like normal daily routine, breakfast, going to work, maybe you're in a boring meeting, you spill your lunch on your shirt, you're sitting in traffic on the way home, and each scene goes faster and faster as you cut to the next one. And then finally, it slows down into a slow-mo at the end of the day with this the person falling backwards onto their bed, like finally able to stop, rest, and recharge. Come back from slow-mo into normal speed and the person just like sighs happily and like snuggles up in bed. And the slogan would be like, Hastens, you've earned it. Paul of Savoir. <laughs> right? <laughs> Emily's out of a job. <laughs> Get out of my seat, bitch. That, to me... I relate to that. Oh. From the moment I wake up, I'm looking forward to going back to bed. Do you know how many people I text that I'm like, they'll ask me what I'm doing that night, and I'm like, going to bed? Mm-hmm. I'm not a boring person, but I love my sleep. Yes. Like, I just want to... S- give me a nap. That's another thing. I mm-hmm. think mattress companies don't promote napping. <laughs> Yeah. I think we need to promote more napping yeah. because that's the best sleep. It sure is. It's unprovoked. It happens and it's the best And it's when sleep. you need it. It's like when you really need it. You right. nap because you're really tired. I feel like sometimes when I go to bed at night, I have a lot of trouble falling asleep because of this, that, or the Absolutely. other thing. Absolutely. But you're napping out of necessity. Like that needs to happen. At night, it's like you're, you're, again, everything in your brain is just scrambled and it's so hard to fall asleep. And- you do it because you have to. It's nighttime. You're supposed to. That's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. But naps. There's something about daytime sleeping that is just so rewarding. Yes. And I feel so much better afterwards. <laughs> it's my deepest. It, honestly, it's the deepest sleep I've ever had are my naps. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, rewarding. I think I would be a much happier person if I could nap during the day, like at work. I would need at least an hour. Yeah, like, like if we had a nap room or something where people could go and nap. Or an hour and a half. Like an hour. Like <laughs> Yeah. If you think about how much time it takes to really fall asleep, at yes, least 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, right. You need a good chunk. And if my day was allotted to have that, mm-hmm. where we were told, you're allowed to nap between 12 and 2. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh my God. I would be so much more productive, just happier as an individual. Yeah, for sure. And knowing I had the option, not like... Oh, I have a lunch break. I'm going to go to my car and I'm going to try to snooze for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens that way. But if you're told you're given this time to do whatever you want and there's space for it, Mm -hmm. I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. And maybe like some days you have the option to just like work right through your nap break and then, you know, you get to leave a little bit earlier for the day. Right. But To get to my bed. If you, yeah, if you really need that nap in the middle of the day, then you can take it and it's not a big deal. But yeah. So anyway, the the inspiration for the ad that I was thinking of was just getting through the day and then wanting to just collapse in right. your bed. Right. It's a rewarding experience. That I can relate to. I can't I I don't know what I'm getting from seeing strangers sleep in a bed in the Louvre or on a random street in Paris. Like that doesn't tell me anything. That She's just saying that you could dream anywhere. Fine, but I, I don't care about dreaming. I just want to sleep. About, yeah, I don't care. I want to feel energized. Yeah, I want to feel energized when I wake up. I don't care if I dream or not. Mm-hmm. Those those are waking dreams, really. Like what, what she's talking about. If you're dreaming about visiting Paris, that's 
not something you really dream about at night because like it's hard to control what you're dreaming at night. That's like a waking dream. So yeah. I it so yes, yeah, so that's that's my rewriters. <laughs> that would be my pitch. I like it. And I, I like it a lot. I think I would be hired. You would. My only other rewriters room comment regards Mindy. Mm-hmm. You know I like Mindy. Yes. But her character has become very two dimensional. Oh. I mean she's she's basically existing for laughs and Anything that was interesting about her, her backstory, her parents, why she's in Paris, we haven't even touched that since we first met her. And all she does is kind of like yeah, make, make now jokes. Yeah, she's the quirky sidekick. Yeah, with Emily. And I think the show would be a lot richer and um, have more depth if if we explored somebody else's experience instead of just Emily's. Because... Even even just to get a little bit more from her about how her life's going, her nannying job, and does she still talk to her parent? Maybe her mother called or something. Like, she only exists for Emily to bounce shit off of. Right. And that annoys me. I think she could have a lot more depth and flavor. She could. But we also don't know what the rest of the show is going to provide. <sighs> yeah, we're only halfway <laughs> We'll get there. We have five more episodes. I don't know if I'll make it. Um, anyway, I think that's all I had. That's all I had to discuss. Yeah. I, I think I covered everything on my end. Good. So we can now learn some French. Okay. I'm going to give you more than just a word. I'm going to give you two I'm sentences. I'm really nervous now. This is Or two thoughts, intense. I should say. They go together and it fits with today. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Il fait chaud. Où est la plage? Is that the whole phrase? That's the whole thing. Um, say it again. Il fait chaud. Il fait chaud. Où est la plage? Où est la plage? Is it a question? You had an inf- inflection there. Yes, the end is a question. Okay. So here we go. Oh, yeah, what does it mean? I'm very hot. Where's the beach? <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Um, well, I'm going to be going to the beach tomorrow. That is for <laughs> fucking sure. It is. It was a hot, it's a hot weekend here. Oh lord. So up a store. When I was thinking of my, I was like, oh, it's very hot. Where's the beach? Yeah, it's right over there. It's actually. right over there. I'm just, I'm pointing. You can't see it, but I'm pointing. <laughs> it's that way. It's that way. It's very close. About 15 minutes. There you go. So, so I will be there tomorrow. Now we know where the beach is. Luxuriating. What is the beach? What is that word? La plage. La plage. I can't wait to go to La Plage tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Allons à la plage.